All right, just hold on. You're gonna hear the phone ring in just just one second. Just give me. I just wanted. We're gonna do something a little bit different here today, and I've been wanting to do this for a while. I just I've always I just haven't been able to pull the trigger. Um, it's gonna happen today for two reasons. One, I want this episode to be in this feed. I really don't want to redo it because I think it's really good the way that it is. And two. I'm like exhausted and there just would not be an episode if I did not put this one in here. So I'm going way back. This is for all of you um, insurance in your words, aficionados, like the real old school. You guys have been there from the beginning. We're going way back to episode 38. Um, the I guess the, the most popular one, answer the phone. And uh, for all of you that have followed the vlog uh, episode, um, I don't know what number it was, um, of, of the jingle effect, uh, how good is your customer experience sound? I pulled these phone calls, these these recordings, and I I, I uh, dumped them into that video. Uh, this is the stuff that I wanted to say in that video about them that I said in this podcast about basically you know probably over two years ago. Um, so it's it's fun. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, so obviously it will sound a little dated, you know, as I talk about Ryan working at Trusted Choice and obviously we, yeah, okay, we get it all now. But so yes, understand this was originally appeared in the uh, Grow Podcast Network feed with Insurance in Your Words, episode 38 going way back. But without further ado, answer the phone. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Two five four one three seven one one four zero is not available. At the tone, please record your message. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Jordan Golan. Thank you for calling insurance. We do it during call may be recorded for quality and training purposes. This is can I help you? Oh yes, can I speak to please? Uh, she's not here. Can I help you with something? Uh, do you know when she might be available? Um, well, she's the owner. She's usually not here. Um, okay. I can get her a message. What is it about? I can probably help you. I'm the manager. Uh, I was just uh, giving her a call. Um, I'm a fellow insurance agent. I was just reaching out. I uh, just wanted to talk shop if she was available, but um, I guess I can give her a try back. Okay. All right. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Bye. Holy <laughs> I mean, maybe you shouldn't answer the phone if it's going to go like that. Now, as you know, I call people on this show randomly without any warning, basically. And you basically hear the absolute best parts of those calls. And after doing this for, I don't know, a long time now, six months, I got a lot of calls in the archives that didn't go so well, or basically I've got a lot of voicemails, uh, I've got a lot of just of the phone ringing, and you know this is something that I think is a problem. I've talked with um, a fellow friend, Ryan Hanley, who works at Trusted Choice, who has tons of information on this, listens to thousands of phone calls from agents. I've talked to Jason Cass, my partner here at Grow, who also talks to agents all the time. We have a problem picking up the phone. And I can say this because, again, I call, you know, this is my experience. This is Ryan's experience. I'm, I'm drawing from my personal experience for this episode, but I can tell you I know that I have called the same agents multiple times 
different times during the day and during business hours and I have yet to have them answer the phone. Now, maybe because I'm calling from a number that is out of state, maybe they're screening it, maybe. But most of the time, it goes to a generic voicemail like what you just heard uh, without any greeting, or maybe it goes right to their cell phone. So there is, they have no way of, of, of managing these calls that are coming in. If I'm calling and they're not answering it, I'm guessing other people are calling and they're not answering it too. So what's going on? Why are we, you, me, well, I mean, I, we're answering the phone at our agency, but why are we not answering the phone? What's the problem? Like this is the base, the most basic thing that we possibly can do. It's the thing that we have been or supposed to have been doing since I don't know the phone was invent. Well, I mean, our our industry has been founded on the phone. I mean, yes, we went door to door at some point, but I mean, like we answered the phone for as long as we've been in business, and I can't for the life of me understand why it is deteriorated. Now I can't I can't pass up the opportunity to talk about the softball that was honestly the worst call I've ever experienced that you just heard there. Um, and again, I've, I've, I've removed all of the sensitive material of, of who these people are, where their agencies are. We don't really need to do that. It's probably illegal too. So I don't want to you know go to jail or anything like that. So, um, <laughs> but oh my God, right? What? That person should not be anywhere like near a phone or a client or a customer, or even anybody that's even thinking or looking in the direction of your agency. And she's the manager. What? Obviously she has a whole lifetime's worth of resentment built up to the owner for apparently not being there really ever. As you could just hear, I mean, first of all, I don't know what she was trying to say when she answered the phone. I mean, I could barely make that out as I'm sure you could. I didn't understand it any more than you did when I actually placed the call. Uh, and then, you know, when I ask for the owner, she's not there, goes into, well, she's never here. She's the owner. I mean, what, how, I mean, I, there aren't words for that. And then you can obviously hear the hesitation. I left in the, I didn't edit any of this down. I left it all as long for the most part as I think it, as it was, as it happened in real time. There's a big hesitation. Well, I could you know, take a message or, you know, I could probably help you. I'm the manager. So you heard that I could probably help you. I'm the manager. You know, she thinks that she's in charge. There's a clear authority problem. There's a, there's a, there's a huge, huge problem. And that goes, this goes so freaking deep beyond the phone. It's not even funny. Like, that person, that employee, that manager's problem is so far beyond the phone, it's not even funny, but that's the first thing somebody hears. Now, she happened to just pull that on me, and I was, again, just kind of documenting my experience. And um, and and so the worst part, and we've said it, Jason said it, Ryan said it, everybody has said it, that right there isn't just their problem, it's our problem because they don't, associate that with whatever insurance agency that is or your insurance agency down the street that's all independent insurance agents that's why it is everyone's problem and that's why i don't know how i don't know if we have to form like a ghostbusters type squad to kind of round up and just kind of go from agency to agency and you know using our proton streams to just get rid of these people 
I mean, I'm all for it. If somebody's up for it, just let me know. Joey at girlprogram.com. We'll form a team. We'll get teams in every state and, and we'll go sniff these people out because it's ridiculous, right? We cannot continue to let people operate. Well, I mean, obviously it's America. They can do whatever they want. I'm not going to say that they can't be a crappy, terrible business owner or run a crappy, terrible insurance agency. They obviously have the right to do that. I just, for the life of me, don't want these people to be the face of the independent insurance agent, which they are. Everybody that interacts with that agency, everybody that talks to that manager, that's their impression of an independent insurance agency. There's not much we can do about it. But let's listen to some more phone calls, shall we? Please wait for the next available attendant. Good morning, Hi, can I speak to please? He's um, currently moving offices, um, so his phones are dis- disconnected. Could you call back? Uh, sure, I'll give him a try back. Thanks a lot. All right. I mean, this one's a little strange and a little sad. I mean, the strangeness is one ring, and then all of a sudden it's saying, please wait for the next attendant. Not very welcoming. And then, again, I left everything in real time, so you can kind of feel, yes, the agony in which somebody calling that agency is also feeling. Because one ring, robot telling you to hold on, four more rings, and then somebody else answering the phone and saying some dude's moving his office, so there's no way possible in the universe that it could be hooked up or that we have these things called cell phones and we might be able to talk to him on that. So strange. One, too much information, right? I appreciate honesty, but he's just not available right now, right? I mean, come on. It's not that hard. I mean, yes, he's moving offices, and fine, there's a reason that he can't pick up the phone, but the fact that his phone's disconnected, maybe it was just that day. Maybe it was just that hour. I don't know. Maybe I'm being hard on them. But the fact is that you can't manage some type of technical workaround for that is ridiculous. He's moving offices, okay? Isn't the whole agency moving offices? Or, again, I don't I don't know. I can't remember how big this agency was. Let's just say he's moving into a different office down the hall. I mean, all you have to do is unplug your phone from your current office, walk over to the other office, and plug it back in. Even if you just got the same phones that were in the office, just ring them to the office that he's at. Or just still keep the voicemail act. I, I mean, as you can see, I'm going to have a psychological breakdown at some point during this episode because the just the absolute basic logic in which some of these things could have been solved with is really just startling. And any other adjective you want to throw in there, feel free. It's a blank canvas. Paint it as you will. Again, it was a it was a basic like, and there wasn't even uh, a can I. I mean, I can, I'm, I'm going to keep going because I can. <laughs> there wasn't even a, can I, can I take a message? Because he'll have his phone plugged. Again, if we're back on the honesty kick and we want to be very, you know, upfront, personal, full frontal sort of thing, if we're being honest and we really want to be transparent of what he's doing, fine, his phone's disconnected, he's moving his office, 
Can I please take a message so I could physically hand it to him and he can call you back uh, in a few minutes on his cell phone or when he finds a way to get his phone plugged into this mythical port that doesn't exist or he's on this adventure finding his new office, whatever the story is, there was none of that. This is just terrible training. And again, I just, I don't know, I listed like, what, 10 things? 10 different ways that 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 one phone call could have been handled again. I might be nitpicking. I might have caught him on a bad day. I don't know that that care. I don't know that I care because my guess is, is that there's probably always something, whether it's, you know, somebody's out of the office. I mean, there's always a reason somebody can't answer the phone. And if you can't handle something like that, there has to be a protocol, right? You know, again, just say, he's not available right now. Could I send you to his voicemail? Or is there something I could help you with? Or is, or is there somebody else that you'd like to speak with instead? Again, I'm by no means an expert in how to properly answer the phone. Not in the slightest. However, I am an expert in just not being an idiot on the phone. I think I can do that. And, and so much of that is this. And as much as I hate to say it, let's go for another one. There we go. Thank you for calling if you know your party's extension, you may dial it now or listen to the following name directory. Press 1. Press 2. Press 3. This is... I'm away from my desk right now. Please leave a message and your phone number, and I'll call you back as soon as possible. Please leave your message after the tone. When done, hang up or press the pound key. Ah, the dreaded phone tree. Now, I'm not looking to burn the phone tree at the stake like a lot of people are. Uh, you know, again, Ryan Hanley's a big disbeliever in the phone tree. I don't, I don't think it's terrible. I think it, uh, it has its purpose depending on what you're going to do. Basically, the, the idea of the phone tree is, is that, you know, they're statistically proven that you're going to get fewer and fewer calls through. People are just going to fall off. And again, I'm all about necessary friction, right? So I'm all about putting, putting a little bit of friction in place to, to qualify the people that you want to qualify at the point that you want to qualify them. If that's at the phone tree and you think somebody should be able to navigate that and the people you want to talk to should be able to navigate that, I don't really have much of a problem with it. Um, if you want to weed out, you know, the solicitors and all the things like that, go for it. However, I mean, I do think there is a little sprucing up that can be done. I mean, this one wasn't terrible. It was straight to the point. I mean, it got me right to the list of people that I'm going to talk to. Now, depending on the size of your agency, that can be a little bit of a problem because you're going to be pushing button after button after button. And again, as we've talked about in previous episodes of the show, you know, scaling your services without adding tons of staff, you know, people answering the phone, that's a pretty, you know, inefficient way to, you know, get calls to where they need to go. Again, I don't know that that's the problem. Just looking at this, you know, again, it said for this person, press one, for this person, press two, for this person, press three. By the time I got to the person I needed, there were two or three. I can't remember. I pushed my button and then it rang for like three or four times, which went to the dude's voicemail. And then the dude's voicemail was, I mean, pretty depressing. I mean, again, I'm nitpicking here probably, but I mean, that dude sounded like, he really didn't want you to leave a voicemail and that if you did, he might consider calling you back after he gets done finishing his bag of Warther's originals. I don't know. That's just what it sounded like to me. And again, nitpicking, but um, have fun with the voicemail. Be upbeat. Sound like you 
care about insurance or even might be able to pretend about caring about insurance and just be yourself, right? I mean, little voice acting, just talking up. Like the thing I always tell people when I, I'm trying to teach them to do video or even, you know, podcast like stuff, you know, it's like you have to be a slightly exaggerated version of yourself for it to not sound ridiculously dull and boring. And that goes for recording a voice message too, right? I mean, some people are naturally just kind of upbeat and peppy, but if you're not naturally upbeat and peppy, then you need to really just think for a second, all right, hold on, let me just dial it up a notch or two before I record this thing so people don't think I'm I'm, I'm just this slouch that doesn't care about insurance. Again, overall, if I'm ranking this on a scale of like one to 10, I don't, not that I ranked any one of these, I mean, it's like a five or a six. I mean, it's not terrible. Uh, it's definitely not the worst, which you already heard, so there's really only where to go but up from that. Um, but again, I think just overall, because the bar is set so excruciatingly painfully low, I think we can all agree that let's just raise it collectively. Everyone grab in, pitch a, pitch a hand and let's go, let's do this thing. Right. But let's just go ahead. We're going to take one more round of punishment. And uh, this one might be my favorite. If it's not the most shocking and depressing, I think it's my personal favorite. Good afternoon, you speaking. Hi, speak to you, please. I'm sorry, she's gone for the day. Can I take a message or help you with something? Uh, do you know it might be a good time to reach her? Uh, what's this in reference to? I'm um, just a fellow insurance agent was just reaching out to uh, talk to her about a couple of questions that I had. Okay, well, she works 9 to 2, Monday through Friday. Okay, well... Uh, so you can give her a call back tomorrow about 9.30. All right, well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Bye. And you thought I might have liked this one because it was positive and upbeat. No, there's no positivity on this show today. It is just a pure, big, super giant black hole of ugliness. So let's settle into that. Let's let that kind of wash over you for a second. And jumping right into it, starting on the least depressing part about that phone call um, is the fact she says, no, said agent is gone for the day. Eh, I always have a problem with that. Again, you're on the golf course, you're not on the golf course. You're taking care of your kids. You're not taking care. I don't care what you're doing. If you're out of the office for the day, okay, fine. It, it gives the impression that, you know, when you say she's gone for the day, she left early. And that she could be at an appointment, you know? I don't know. But based on the information she's given me, she's already given me too much opportunity for my imagination to wonder what this agent is doing with their time other than possibly helping me. So, again... Um, you know, if you're going to say, again, full frontal honesty here, if you're going to say said agent is out of the office for the day, I would say, no, this agent is gone uh, on appointments for the rest of the day and will not be back until tomorrow. Again, expressing the fact that they are on appointments uh, and they are busy taking care of other clients. Again, very small, subtle thing, but don't let their people's imagination run wild because, again, they're just going to think, oh, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon and you're not there, and if I have a problem and I need you or whatever, or I, I got to get in touch with you, there's a good chance that you're not going to be there. Again, nitpicking a little bit, but not really. Uh, you know, let's let's say if we don't want to go, the we're going to really tell them honestly everything. You know, well, she's got a 2 o'clock with Kim Smith, and then after that she's going to go see Steve's Dry Cleaners. I mean, we're not going to do that, obviously, but... Just say, I know she's not available or she, again, is, is tied up in appointments for the rest of the day. She won't be able to get back to you until tomorrow. Could I take a message or send you to her voicemail? 
again, I, I mean, maybe setting the expectation that she won't be getting back to you today is fine. I think that's probably a good thing. But, you know, say that, you know, again, she's she's tied up in, in meetings or, 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 or whatever. Just, I mean, saying she's gone for the day, I think it leaves too much room for interpretation. But from there is where it gets interesting to me. And that's where I say, well, and I always say this. I don't know if other people use this, but I always say, do you know when she's going to be available? I don't know if that's like a red flag, but all of a sudden her freaking defenses went right up. And then she's like, well, what is this in regards to? As if now, now all of a sudden she's on the defensive, I've become a hostile target. And maybe I am. I don't know. That's the thing. When I call agents like this, they think I'm trying to sell them something. And really, I just want to call and talk and give them some free, you know, not advice, but, you know, just, I mean, if I, if I called your agency up, would you want to talk to me for at least a few minutes and see, you know, what I had to say and what, you know, we could learn from each other? Maybe. I don't know. That's kind of what I think. Again, most of these people don't know me, which is fine. But obviously, obviously the defenses go up immediately and she's thinking, all right, I got to, I got to get this guy out of here. What's going on? My, 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 uh, my, you know, my phone answering like warning bells are ringing because he asked, when is she available? Uh, you know, so she's immediately on the defensive. I was like, okay, I don't need that sass lady. I don't need the sass because that's not, I mean, you know, asking what is this in regards to when I ask what's the, you know, when, when is she going to be available again? always got to be upbeat and polite and nice. It doesn't matter, right? Like the defenses don't need to come up. I mean, if somebody's being pushy and saying, well, boy, I really need to talk to her now. This is important. How can you not let me talk to her? Tell me when she's going to be back. Then like, yeah, then maybe say, what is this in regards to? But I'm just casually asking if there's a better time for me to try to call back to reach her. Now, again, if this is somebody trying to get in touch with her, doesn't want to leave a voicemail, whatever the case is, that's fine. But it really goes over uh, you know, I say my, my default thing. I never, I don't have anything good to say when somebody asks, what is this in regards to? Cause anything that I can say sounds kind of stupid. You know, I usually say I'm just an insurance agent calling a fellow insurance agent calling to talk shop. Or in this case, I said, you know, a fellow insurance agent calling, you know, to talk about a couple questions that I had. And then, then she really, then she really lays on the whole bucket full of sass and says, she says, well, she works nine to two or, or whatever the hours were, which are surprising hours, which I mean, I guess would then maybe lead me to believe that she is you know, gone for the day or the afternoon because she only works nine to two. That's a whole other story. I don't know the situation behind that, but if she's doing what she's doing and that's fine, I'm not, I'm not one to tell her when to work, what her hours should be, but she's working, you know, then she says again, she works nine to two. So you can give her a call tomorrow about nine 30. I don't know if you picked up on it. Maybe I'm just being a little more sensitive. I have been told that I'm a little, little extra sensitive for, for, for being a guy. It's possible. Maybe I'm just a little sensitive, but it felt like she was, you know, again, sassing me just a little bit and I can be sassy myself sometimes. Uh, you know, it just comes out natural. It's more sarcastic and dry wit. Sometimes it's just a natural reflex that has a tendency to get me smacked across the face. But again, somebody that is on the front lines, they cannot have that reflex Again, they cannot just, you know, again, say, well, you can call back between. Now, she did answer my question. I'm rambling a little bit. She did answer my question, albeit I'm more questioning the tone than I am anything else. But the reason this is my favorite is because of how subtly deceiving it is and, and just, just kind of the overall impression, again, that just that subtle, that subtle tone that I don't like. And we just need to find a way to be better at answering the phone. Well, the podcast might not have been new, but I guess I have to give you a new ending because the one that I had on the show just really, it didn't make any sense for like, you know, 2018. But thing I, I was doing, so 
I was doing this the other day and I kind of, I, I hope that I'm not the only person that does this because it just would make me feel a little less sad inside. But whenever you're trying something new, you're not quite sure if you like it. You always feel like the solution is to eat more of it. Because I kind of feel like if, you know, I don't like it, but it's like, well, maybe if I have some more of it, maybe I'll force myself into liking it. Do you do that? Because I think I was, I think I was going after a bag of uh, sun chips, like tomato, basil, harvest. I don't know what the, it was just like, a, it was like a new thing. I was like, whatever. It's, it's, I don't even like sun chips. I, I don't really like chips, but I don't know. I was desperate and I was just kind of putting them down. I was like, I don't think this is good, but let's have some more. And it just kept happening. And I don't know how you, it's just kind of a weird space. It's a weird, weird place to be. I don't know, do you do that? Do you find yourself feeling adventurous, but then immediately regretting that adventure and then somehow trying to validate that venture, adventure, adventurous, whatever? You feel the need to, you know, make a point to yourself that it wasn't in vain and that you need to get your money's worth. I don't know. Let me know. Joe at agencynation.com. Uh, just please, I don't want to be the only one that does it. Just even if one other person does it, I'll feel better about my life. You know what adventure you will not regret, though, is coming to Elevate 18 in, hey, my town, Cleveland, Ohio. So head on over to elevateconference.com to grab your ticket. We are doing a uh, very special, actually, I don't know if I'm about to tell you that. There's a very cool thing happening. Uh, if you buy your ticket by April 1st, Something cool is going to happen. Enter to win something. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it yet, but um, maybe Ryan's letting the cat out of the bag tomorrow, and then I'm not entirely sure. But let's just say you're going to want to get your ticket. Um, hang out. Bunch of cool people. A lot of great stuff. Obviously, we'll all be there. But it is the insurance conference that you do not want to miss. Come hang out in my town, Cleveland. I'll show you a good time. We'll all show you a good time. Get over to elevateconference.com and get your ticket. Like right now.